The word of the Lord, according to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, though through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel and with the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our Gospel Proclamation today comes from the letter to the church in Thessalonica, specifically chapter 4, verses 13 through 18, and serves as the basis of our theme for the 23rd Sunday after Pentecost, waking up in Christ every day. But we don't want you to be uninformed. What a curious opening in verse 13 of our text today, which rendered more literally would be, we don't want you to be agnostic, which uses the actual Greek word that our modern-day word for agnostic is based on. And if we look at Paul's exhortation in our modern understanding of the word, he would be saying something like this. I don't want you to be a person who believes that nothing is known or can be known of the existence or nature of God or of anything beyond material phenomena. A person who claims neither faith nor belief in God. But that is a modern look at what Paul is saying after thousands of years of evolving language and culture. For today's purposes, we must dig much deeper into the vernacular of Paul's day to understand what uninformed agnostic really means to the first century Christian, hearing Paul's letter to the first Thessalonians for the first time. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 18, helps us in that regard. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from life of God because of the uninformed agnosticism that is in them due to their hardness of heart. Here, Paul aligns being agnostic with darkness and alienation from life in God. So the parishioner of Thessalonica would not see the innocence of agnosticism that we see today, rather as walking in the dark, cut off from God. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 14, it says, As obedient children... 
Do not be conformed to the passions of your former uninformed agnosticism. So going back to that uninformed agnosticism clearly perverts our passion. And were that all not enough? Finally, in the simple Greek vernacular of the day, it was just this type of uninformed agnosticism that caused Heracles, in Greek mythology, to even commit murder. Paul's opening for us today in our lesson is an intense warning for everyone in the faith. Nobody wants this confirmation of misinformation. I don't know if you know this, but a popular phrase in our culture today is, I am woke. This seems to apply liberally to people who believe they know something the majority does not. They have insider information and documentation that shows the ugly side of life. Most are blissfully ignorant. Or they have revealed knowledge about a popular figure, leader, or culturally relevant icon that proves they are definitely not what they appear to be. The woke crowd shakes their heads at the ignorance of the masses for their willingness to sleep through life rather than wake up to reality. In our world, of all things spiritual, Paul tells us just how true this is for all that are sleeping on Jesus. And if anyone needs to wake up, it is definitely anyone who is sleeping on Jesus by simply ignoring his sacrifice for their sins that gives them redemption from said sins, thereby missing out on eternal life with him. To be sure, the world, most legacy and social media, and our own sinful nature lulls us into sleeping on Jesus every chance they get. It's a tsunami of agnostic disinformation that parades around this world in opposition to everything we know from God's holy word. And it seeks to overwhelm us by the sheer number of times it repeats that which has always been untrue. Like wanting us to accept relations outside of God's design for control of our bodies and dividing us and leading us to hate one another based on the color of our skin, socioeconomic class, and worst of all, religious affiliation, rather than doing as God taught us to, love one another, mind our own affairs, and walk properly before outsiders being dependent on no one. Yes, those temptations of the devil, the world, and our own sinful nature lull us into the eternal nap apart from Christ from whence we shall not wake up. Then, when the Lord himself descends from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet, everyone will wake up. But for those sleeping on Christ, it will be too late. Their wake-up call will be a rude awakening from whence they cannot escape. This week, we begin the setting of our alarm clocks at faith 
for all those sleeping on Christ. We're putting in your hands the very calling cards that will help your agnostic friends see that time is now. As we prepare for the coming of Jesus, our season of Advent, we will let them know it is the advent of their God, the very coming of the one true God to them, so they may know him like we do. And with the calling cards we are making available in the coming weeks, we will help them set their spiritual clocks to help them wake up in Christ as well. And not just wake up, but believe in the Lord Jesus himself, trusting all his commands. Not just slipping off the drapes of spiritual death, but recognizing the voices of his angels sent to carry them home to heaven on their faithful day. And not just tooting their own horn of faith, but recognizing the trumpets from heaven as their eternal invitation to be with Jesus in the new heavens and the new earth forever. It was just a few years ago that such a calling card was placed in the hands of a staff member who was not a member of our church. So they found their way to my God Connects class and received my full instruction politely. But it was not for them, as it frequently is not with some. And they chose another church instead. Happens all the time, and I thought little of it until just a few weeks ago when I received this email from them. It reads, Pastor Kaplan, I hope that all is well with you. I'm not sure if you will remember me, but I'm guessing that you will. Side note, I did. My goal in this email is to tell you, thank you. It is a little late, I am sure, but I wanted to explain my out-of-the-blue contact to you. During my times at Faith Lutheran, I was blinded to the truth of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, and I did not understand it or accept it as the complete truth. You know, I thought, well, they love Jesus, and that's good enough. But they are misled. Boy. Was I so lost? We floated from church to church and finally landed in an evangelical setting. Meanwhile, we were on the pride and despair pendulum that Reverend Wolfmuller talks about on his YouTube channel. We were not experiencing any peace about Jesus and were actually feeling down. Then the pandemic hits. The pandemic had us at home and teaching virtually to our public school students. At first, it wasn't so bad, and we embraced it. Fast forward a few weeks in, and we were not doing so well. I hit my knees and said, God, please reveal yourself to me. Later that night, we picked a random movie called American Gospel to watch on Netflix. This was the catalyst. It changed us. We saw the fallacy and error in the American church movement. And Catholicism has revealed its errors to us many years before, but I cling to the comfort for dear life until this. We were stunned, but had no idea what to do with this revelation. We decided to study each church and see what we would find out. 
In this study, we discovered Reverend Brian Wolfmuller's YouTube channel, and that was it. He catechized us right there in our living room. We knew that we were Lutheran at heart and that Martin, Martin Luther had laid out the truth so many years ago. The peace passed all understanding, scales off, eyes open. We started by visiting around him. We landed on Zion Lutheran Church in Winter Garden. Pastor Rojas led us through new member classes and we came into the Lutheran Church three months ago. He's been an amazing pastor, and we love our church family. My thank you to you is that you planted a seed in me that Jesus grew and showed me years later. You didn't make excuses for how the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod does things, and you held to that. During my departure, I was hurt. I didn't understand how the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod ran the call and felt that I had been pushed out. When in reality, I was just blinded and couldn't see the truth. You were kind to me and never chastised me from my misunderstanding and offense that I took. I wanted to tell you thank you. The work you do does matter. People are listening. And you make a difference. Some of us just take longer than others to see. May God bless you and all of faith Lutheran Eustace. My dear friends in Christ, our former family is awake and looking forward to the final day along with us, just at another church far from us. And that letter right there it's just why we do what we do, knowing what we know for the sake of Christ who wakes us up every day. Amen. Now may that peace which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.